thinking about his holy presence, standing before his throne, falling on our faces before him, leads to the second key, the second element, the second step on this pathway that God shows Isaiah. Being useful to God means thinking deeply upon how far we fall short of God's glory, how much we need his gracious, forgiving, cleansing touch. So that means that the second element is we need to realize my sinfulness. Look look what verse 5 says. So I said, I mean, as soon as Isaiah got sight of God as God is, his immediate response is, woe is me. I am undone. Literally, in the Hebrew, I'm disintegrating. I am, I am like the, you know, the meteorite coming through the atmosphere. I'm, I'm burning and flaming and breaking off. I'm, I'm disintegrating because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. The message of Isaiah 6-5 is, The closer we get to the light, the more we see our sinfulness, our lack of holiness. When Job came to understand the almighty El Shaddai God, he confessed in Job 42, 5 and 6, the same thing. I am undone. I have seen the king, and I've seen the Lord, the, the, the holy one and I repent in dust and ashes. When Peter saw the God of the universe displayed in Jesus Christ the Son, he cried out in Luke 5, 8, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. When John, the beloved apostle, saw Christ in his unveiled glory on Patmos, he fell and laid on the ground face down like he was dead. That's the response. Seeing the the awesome holiness of God prompts in those that see him. The theme of those who stand around the throne is that the lamb was slain, he was slain for their sin, and he gave himself for me. By the way, that's Paul's testimony. Uh, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, in the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me, and what? Gave himself for me. Paul said, I was redeemed, I was purchased, I'm a sinner. The testimony of those saints who have walked the path before us can help us frame fitting words to express our need of such redeeming love. In fact, uh, the the good friend of the Whitfields and of the Wesleys, uh, their friend who wrote this hymn, was so unsure of his salvation. And so they said to him, why don't you write down your gratitude? That will help you write your gratitude for what God has done for you. So he wrote this song for us. Do you know that God's holiness prompts us to realize how thankful we are that he's forgiven us from so much? I always remember my wonderful wife, Bonnie, our first Sunday at Grace Community Church. Uh, I mean, I, I met her on May 1st of 1983, had our first date, uh, you know, about four days later, uh, were engaged about six weeks later, married uh, December 27th of the same year, uh, moved out to join. I was invited to staff at Grace Community Church with John MacArthur, moved out there. I mean, boom, boom, boom. Met her, got married, got ordained, went out to Grace. We were on our first Sunday at Grace Community Church, and there were, I mean, 
12,000 people in the services that day. We were in just one of the services, and there were thousands of people there. They dimmed the lights. MacArthur was up there preaching up a storm and leading us in communion, and I was in awe, and I was just looking at his technique, and I was looking at his powerful elocution, and I was thinking what a great communion, how beautiful the building was. And in the midst of all that, we were standing, singing for the bread passing, and I heard... <laughs> and I, I said, what's wrong, honey? What's wrong? Did I do something wrong? What's wrong? She says, oh, no. She says, I am so aware of how much the Lord has forgiven me. I thought, I was looking at the building and the lights and the sermon, and you're looking at the Lord. Now, what does the Bible say? To whom much has been forgiven, the same loves what? Much. Oh, some of you didn't know that. Jesus said, to whom much has been forgiven, the same loveth much. The proportion of our love for God is totally dependent on how much we realize we're forgiven of. That means much sin forgiven, much love for Christ. Little sin I think I've committed or needs forgiving, little need to love and be grateful to Christ. Do you remember the publican and the sinner? I mean, the publican and the Pharisee? The publican was a sinner. The Pharisee didn't think he was. And he said, I'm so glad I'm not rotten like that scum over there. You got a good deal with me. You got that scum over there. I can talk to you. And the Lord didn't even hear him. It wouldn't even listen to him. But the one who wouldn't look up and said, I don't even merit, you know, FaceTime with you. Be merciful to me, the sinner. There's an article there. The, the publican said, I'm the sinner. Did you know that's kind of marking people that really know the Lord? What did Paul say? I am the chiefest of sinners. Do you really think Paul was a worse sinner than Nero? The profligate homosexual murderer of his mother and his wives and everybody else? Do you think Paul was worse than, than all the bestiality and necromancy of the ancient Roman world. Do you really think Paul did worse things than those bestial things they did? No. Do you think Paul thought he was the worst sinner? Mm -hmm. Why? Because he knew how much he was forgiven of, so he loved more. Do you know how to reach a pagan world like we live in? Don't think that the person in the gutter that's vomiting up their filth is worse than we are. Don't think that the, the gay activist is somehow a worse sinner than we are. They, in the gutter or in their activism or the abortionist selling body parts, they are just acting like sinners are supposed to act. They're, they're just living out their script. That's how sinners live. We know God. And the more we know of him, the light is brighter and brighter. We see our sinfulness. And we are so like Bonnie standing next to me. I mean, she was connected at that communion with what was going on. She was totally focusing on the one who loved her and gave himself for her and knew she was forgiven of much. And she was overflowing with gratitude. I mean, Christians... You don't hear anything grateful out of them. It's only complaint and criticism. Do you know what that means? They're not very aware of how wickedly sinful they are. 
and how much they've been forgiven. And Isaiah had to come to that place 